You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green-Smith, episode 452. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com slash EP452. there. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing or your partner asks what's bothering you and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo, other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy-to-implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Hey, hey, pod people. Amy here, and I'm pretty giddy today because we've got a very, very special guest in the studio in Smith Studios here, in the Bougie Beige podcast room, hello to Mr. Smith. Hello, pod people. That's the voice we've all been waiting for. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Long time, no listen. Remember this, babe? I know. It's kind of really nostalgic. Right? Kind of cool, yeah. I was thinking we haven't had Mr. Smith on the show for about a year. Yeah. We were just looking at it. I think it was like 52 episodes. So it's a year. You do one one every week, right? That's yeah. right. Crazy. And yeah, we did one for the 400th 400th. episode. That's the last one I was on, though? I think so. Wow. So as you know, we've been doing different types of series on the show. And right now we are in a relationship focus around making marriage work. Last week we had the brilliant Figs O'Sullivan. Figs O'Sullivan. Yes, he's an Irish chap from the homeland. And (laughs) so he was able to share with us a bunch of ways to work through conflict and trouble that might be arising inside of your relationship by way of communication and things like that. So if you haven't checked that episode out, be sure to do that. This week, we're going to be starting a little two-parter inside the relationship series that is giving you a little bit of an inside look into a happy relationship, 25 years strong. 25 this year. Yeah, 2022. Yeah is 25 years together, Together. 23 years married. So we did this in 2016. We did a two-parter around how to keep your love alive. Gotta keep that love alive. And I thought it's a perfect time for us to redo this and share newer insights, newer things that we've implemented in the last handful of years that have been helpful. And so this will be part one of two. Okay. But- We thought, for nostalgia's sake, for (laughs) those of you... For those old-time listeners. Who remember when Mr. Smith was on the show for, gosh, like seven and a half years? Seven, eight years, yeah. Something like that. He was my sidekick for years and years and years. So if you're newer, you may not get this, but, (laughs) but we're welcoming you to the fold because... Here's a little segment we like to call... 
Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> yeah, it's from the archives. Cool. <laughs> yes. Would you rather have a popcorn kernel stuck on the front of your tooth? Oh no. Is the rest it, of your life. Is it like embedded in between? But yeah, you can see it? Yeah. And okay. It's like one of those like always annoying, always in the way, always trying to get it out, but you can't. Because there's a Okay, let me let me let you finish. Yeah, or Okay. Would you rather have Cheeto fingers for the rest of your life? Yikes, Cheeto fingers. Okay, so I've got some qualifiers around the kernel. Okay. Okay. The kernel. The, around, so around the kernel. So you know how sometimes when you're eating a burrito, you get like a bean curd, like a bean, bean, bean skin, like yeah. just yeah, stuck yeah. to your tooth. And then you're you're trying to get it off your tooth. Is it like that? Or is it like in between your teeth where it's kind of poking you? It's a little bit of both. It's stuck in between your teeth and overlapping Like a little tooth. flap. Yeah, like a little flap. Okay. Yeah. But you can never get rid of it. It's always there. It's always there. You can brush your teeth. You can pick it. You can floss it. Your dentist tells you about it every single day. Dentist visit. can't fix it. <laughs> like, you just have to live with it. And the same with your Cheeto fingers. Your dermatologist just cannot get that to go away. Okay, so you wash your hands and, like, immediately Cheeto fingers come right back They on. just never leave. They just never leave. Yeah, you always have Cheeto fingers. Okay, I think, okay, and the kernel is the front teeth? Yes, on the front. <sighs> um, Visible. To everyone, you smile. Okay, so qualifier on the Cheeto fingers. Does it <laughs> does it come off on things, or do you just have it? You just have it. Okay, yeah. so it's it not like... It just looks like you've been eating Cheetos all day. Okay, every so day. you don't necessarily spread it all over. No. Or like you're trying to do your makeup, and it's like <laughs> Cheetos <laughs> all up in your makeup. <laughs> or if you're massaging somebody. That's what I was thinking. Like, as a massage therapist, that would really be awful. If it's not... If it doesn't come off, doesn't come off. I think I picked the Cheeto fingers. It would be uh, less annoying, I think, but also like more visible because you're not always smiling, but your fingers are always out. But I love to smile and laugh, and I think I would get like so sick of people being like, "Hey, you've got a little you thing," a little... <laughs> or or being like, "These are the type of people who don't tell me that there's something in me." Right, and then you're like, and you find Ooh, out who your real friends you're are. You're on my shit list." So maybe you want the colonel because then you <laughs> could kind of the colonel would help you choose your friends <laughs> properly. Oh, what? Okay, so what are you what are you picking? <laughs> um, I'm definitely going with Cheeto fingers. You are too. I am, yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, if you're a massage therapist and you're and it did come off. You, yeah. That would not be good for your services. No, it would not be good for my services. I don't think it would be good. Like, let's say you're a lawyer and you're handling paperwork all day. Right. Just like Cheetos all over everything. And you're like, I rest my case. And, and you can't it, wear gloves either. There's so many loopholes you guys come up with. I know. No they, loopholes. Remember that? You have to answer. Yeah. Yeah. It. it and you don't get to say point. neither. No, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then just the don't fucking comment. Yeah. You're not. No, I don't pick either. That's you, not how this game works. Then you don't don't participate. Don't Get out of it. You're sidelined. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we would love to hear what you would rather. And if you come over to my Instagram channel, find me under the handle Hey Amy Greensmith. Look for the meme for this episode and tell us what you would rather. This was a segment that we did for years and years and years and years. And everybody was kind of split. Like some people fucking loved it. And then some people were like, just tell us how to live our life. Right. Get to the good stuff. <laughs> but since it's fucking free, I'm going to decide what we're going to do. That's right. Well, <laughs> I, I appreciate the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about 
some of the ways that you and I have kept our love alive over. Oh, we're in love. We, I mean, I'm in love. I'm obsessed <laughs> with you, so I hope so. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, we are pretty obvious that we love each other. We're super in love. So I'm going to cover off four different things that we do to really help keep that love alive uh, this week, and then I'll do four more next week. Oh. So the first one I want to talk about is the way we really implement play. We play a lot in our relationship. Yeah, we do. You're right. And we have a lot of things that I like to call daily maintenance. There was a great quote from John Gottman, who, if you aren't familiar with John Gottman, he is like a huge pioneer in the field of relationships and what actually makes marriage work. He's really incredibly brilliant. He he actually did this experiment. It was called the Love Lab. And he, he did it over like 20 years. He would oh, take these various couples right. and he would observe them in a domestic situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there was privacy and things like that. But he would just observe them. And they knew, of course, consented. And he would do this have them come stay at the love lab periodically over the years and he has been able to to discern within like a 92% accuracy based off of listening to couples interact with one another he can tell if they're going to last or not if they're going to wow. divorce or not just by how they engage so he's pretty incredible we'll link to the Gottman the Gottman Institute in the in the show notes but he has a quote that says successful long-term relationships are created through small words small gestures and small acts and i cannot stress that enough that is so important yeah I find that there are a lot of couples out there who, through no fault of their own, because how the fuck would you have ever learned this? Most of us don't have great experiences or examples from our parents mm -hmm. or the media or past dating relationships. But I think a lot of folks think, oh, we really need a vacation away. And sometimes you do. But they think that that's what repairs the love. Yeah. And sparks all the romance and the excitement. But then you come back to your life. That's right. And the things that you do daily are the things that compound and create that overall essence that you feel. Absolutely. For the relationship. So, and in fact, we kind of hit a little spot like that last year where we went, oh, we haven't been. We had not keep up our maintenance. Tend right. Yeah, we weren't tending to things the way we had like really diligently and it was um kind of a subtle slow progressive yeah too it wasn't like just all of a sudden we stopped it was like just little things started to we let little things go well it was pandemic yeah, it was yeah. dealing There's with that. various health things there was changes to both of our businesses yeah. we used weren't on the podcast anymore so we didn't it wasn't like we were working together with personal development topics constantly anymore it's true yeah and it and we also weren't mean to one another we were never snarky or rude or mean so it kind of like snuck up on us yeah it did creeped up where we had just been doing kind of status quo we were ordering food in instead of going out because of the pandemic yeah. there was it, we had just gotten kind of in a rut in some ways. And it, and then we kind of went, 
oh shit and then got back on track so i want to tell you some of the things that we do to kind of keep that play alive so we've talked about our mugs tell them about how we operate our mugs in the house well in the morning i'm usually the first one to get up and i'll come down and make my coffee but we have matching mugs for each day Mm -hmm. Like we've got owls and llamas and (laughs) coffee makes me poop cups and, you know, all different types of cups that we've gotten over the years. One of the things that we would do is when we go on vacations or trips or outings or something where we're going to a street fair, we would try to find coffee cups that we would pick out. And then in the mornings, I would get them down and we would kind of in solidarity drink from a similar mug. That's right. And there's actually a term for this that that Gottman refers to as creating shared meaning. Mm. And it's the similar concept to having a song, right? Like this is our song. So you hear that song when you're out and there's this sense of shared meaning where it's not this grand gesture. It's not that big of a deal. But the two of you kind of go, oh, my gosh, this is our song. song. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what we do with the mugs so much so that one time (laughs) I had gone away on a business trip and I bought myself a mug while I was there Mm. because I needed one. Dare you. I brought the mug into the house and Mr. Smith was not having it. Nope. (laughs) That is not going in the, in the, uh, what are, uh, in the cycle. That's not going to the cycle of the, of the cup. That one's for guests. Yeah. He, which, by the way, if so, if we have guests, we like let them know. Yeah, these are your mugs. These are ours. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You can have don't these, these. These all the ones that we've broken the pair for. <laughs> you, <laughs> and there's several of those. There's several of those isolated ones. Yes. You can have those because they're they're out of the system. They're yeah. out of the cycle. <laughs> but then I ended up going back because I had bought it at CVS. So I went. And got another one of these damn mugs, and now it can be in the cycle. But it's a, it's create. I mean, you can even hear as we're talking about it. It creates an element of play, yeah, and and fun in the Keeps relationship. So we also just recently started our very own Squid Game. Yes, we did. Very different <laughs> from the Netflix series. Very different. If you've seen Squid Game, it's or if you haven't seen it, it's quite menacing and people die. It's very <laughs> scary. But we developed our own little squid game because... Okay, so th- let me just yeah. take you back a step. So some friends and I went to Dave & Buster's. We're having a little boys' night. We're going to go play old video games and get some drinks, right? So I'm playing all these games, and, I, and you accumulate tokens on your card, right? And then you can go to the gift shop. Yeah. I put gift shop in quotes, air quotes, by the way. Yes. And then you can pick out something... For the amount of tokens that you have. Yeah. And so I thought that I had all these tokens because I'd played all these different games, right? But they were all games that didn't give you tokens or didn't give you very many. So there were certain games that gave you more tokens than others. And I was playing the stuff that didn't. So I didn't even have enough to buy a little pencil topper, (laughs) like animal, right? So uh, one of my buddies got me a squid. And, I mean, it's one of those situations where you spend, like, $400 playing these games, and then you can get, like, maybe an eraser. A pencil topper. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he had tokens, so he got me one. And it's a piece of shit little. It's a a little tiny piece of rubber. Right. 
like no bigger than your thumb. Yeah. Maybe we'll put it on the stories on this week in Instagram <laughs> yeah, so you can yeah. see it. Although it's hidden right it's now. It's hidden so. right now. So yeah. so what we started doing yes. is we started hiding the squid <laughs> around for each other. And the idea is to kind of have the other person find it in a way that's kind of startling. Like right. where you're like, oh, like, oh, oh, shit. Like Mr. Smith put it in my kombucha once. <laughs> I washed it good. I washed it. <laughs> I made sure it was clean. Yeah, where we've put it in like the laundry detergent, or yes. oh, you put it in my in one of my hat, a, hat br- a brim of That's my right. hat, and then he was like, "You haven't worn that blue hat for a while." <laughs> uh, where else have we put it? Um, you have like see. a tub of hand cream. I put it in once. Yes, in the car. Um, oh, we lost it. We lost it for like a got fucking lost year. For quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> you put it in an invitation that we had to a Halloween party. That's right. And I left that uh, invitation in the car. It was underneath one of my seats. Yeah. And I went to clean my car out and I was like, oh, this old invitation. And I was like, oh my God, the squid is in here. Mm-hmm. No, then you lost it in a pair of your shorts. I did. I think so. You put it in a pocket and you were like, look. But uh, but then right. one of the things that we do with it is if the other person's around, we yell out, squid game, like squid when, game. Yeah. <laughs> when you find it. But this is sort of an iteration on a game that we had done yeah, ages the, ago. The new version. We called it. Naproxy Sodi. Naproxy Sodi. It was mm. Nap. Naproxen sodium, which is like the generic Advil or something. Aleve, I think. Yeah. Aleve or something. Some stupid little empty bottle. I don't know how we started doing it, but we just started hiding it around remember, for each other. I don't remember how that started. That, and was, we that just, was a long time ago. So, again, this isn't stuff that takes a lot of effort. Or at, money. Or like money. The sodium bottle was nothing. I always tell people you could grab like the king and queen of hearts or the queen and queen of hearts, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you wanted out of a deck of cards and just start hiding sure. that or like the ace of hearts. And I just, just thought the squid was perfect for squid game. Squid game. Right? It sounds great. That's right. Some of the other things that we do that are really sacred, uh, we've always had a date night. Probably. Yes, yeah, that's sacred. For a good like 15 to 20 years. At least. We've been doing that yeah. pretty religiously we kept that consistent yeah and that originally started because we were working Mm. i think you were working in restaurants i was working in retail and our schedules were always conflicting two ships but both the restaurant and the store i worked at had early hours on sunday so we knew that sunday nights we could keep sacred for date night and that's morphed over the years but now we have basically date day all day on Saturday Saturday's that we've kept carved out. And and we both have to really fight for it when the other person's like, oh, you know, the Joneses want to get together. <laughs> and we're like, not on date day. Yeah. It's, it has to be something pretty significant for us to rearrange that. Because you have to think about how many things in your life, especially if you have children, how many things in your life become more emergent than taking care of your relationship? Absolutely. It's the one thing that you can absolutely put on the back burner because kids are an emergency and work is an emergency and family is an emergency. And so it's so easy to go, okay, I'm not going to pay as much attention. And then you wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, my marriage fell apart. But it didn't fall apart overnight. Yeah. It fall apart. It <clears> falls <throat> apart over years and years and years of neglect. And we don't always do that 
deliberately, like the story we were sharing with you earlier, it's not always intentional. In fact, I, I would argue that a majority of the time it's not intentional. No, absolutely. Yeah. But you do have to be intentional about carving sacred time. I think you can reverse engineer that and say, okay, so that this does not happen, here are some things we can do to mitigate it. That's right. Right. A couple other things around daily maintenance that we've done. We're always making up new songs. Yes. We yeah. are. Our most recent song. <laughs> what was our most recent one? Is about Poop Nugget, I think. Oh, yes. Poop <clears throat> Nugget. Wait, 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 wait. No. No, let me start. You want to do it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to be able to come in with you. Oh, oh, you. Okay. you, you ready? It has. <laughs> You're, you're basically saying, don't leave me out of the poop, right. poop nuggets. We're singing this together. That's right. Okay. Ready? Poop, poop nugget, chilling on, on the wooden floor. floor. It's just a poop, poop nugget. nugget. Came out, out of that dog, girl adore. That dog you adore. <laughs> it's just a poop nugget. <laughs> Who could even ask, ask for more? <laughs> Just a poop <laughs> nugget. Pick, Pick me up, por favor. Pick me up, por favor. Pick me up, por favor. Okay, so poop nugget songs. That's when we were potty training the dogs. That's right. So we have two <clears throat> fairly young dogs, and uh, they're two and three. And so when they were first with us we were potty training and there was nonstop like a little poop nuggets because they're they're tiny, <laughs> they're tiny dogs, dogs. so yeah. they're kind of like a larger tootsie roll like they're they're pretty small <laughs> pretty small yeah. and so about the size of a finger we just started average finger started singing the poop nugget song poop finger. so you're welcome yeah, for that yeah that's, work of art that's a little bonus for you that's right one of the <laughs> latest things that we've been doing uh that we absolutely love during the spring out here is handling things in our garden. And so mm. we started doing, we just started this last week. Yeah, uh, this, is a, this is a new one. Getting new little creatures for the garden. And you get to pick one and I get to pick one. And then we get to pick where we put them. Then we go out to the garden and get really excited about where <laughs> are we going to put them. So again, it's, it, and we're talking like little dragonflies or little piggies or little frogs that hang off the pot or whatever and so we're not talking again about extreme cost or anything like that it's just fun and play that we've really kept alive uh we've also very consistently made up new pet names for each other throughout the years we have a secret handshake that we do so (laughs) whenever we like it's like a pound Explode, explode pound, 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 pound explode. explode. So knuckles, right? And then fireworks. And then you fireworks it off. And then you knuckle up twice and then you firework again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're out with people, they're like, what just happened? You like know what I mean? If if you tell me like, oh, this interview went really well, I'm like, pound explode, pound, pound, pound explode. explode. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if we, if I think of it, we can put that in stories too. Okay. So lots of fun little things that we've done throughout the years. We went through a phase years ago where we would sleep different directions on the bed every night. And that was because we were cheap and we didn't want to get a new mattress. 
So we were finding different directions to sleep in so that we could wear the bed differently because I'm huge and you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So lots of fun little things that you can do. We also have a goodbye ritual. This is a this is a new thing that we started doing. Be- this is not new. No, no, no. With the leaving the notes. Oh, the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So Mr. Smith gets up super early to train and he's going to be in a, a Spartan race. So he would get up super early and our rule was always you have to say goodbye. So he would kind of wake me up. I would be kind of groggy, but oh, I love you. I love you. Have such a good day. And then I would have a really difficult time going, going back, back to sleep. sleep. Yeah. So I was like, how can we solve this issue of making sure that we're still connected. So I asked if Mr. Smith would, on those days that he has to leave super early, would you leave me a little note in my mug in the morning? And it has become so (laughs) much fun. I know you prefer to actually say goodbye. Well, just to backtrack it just a little bit, the reason this all started was we had heard of someone that got into an argument, the, one of them left, died in a car accident, and that was the last thing they ever said to each other, was something awful. Yeah. And it haunted the living person for a long, forever, right? right? So we were like, we'll never leave the house angry with each other or without saying something endearing. Loving and kind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it began, is like, if I die when I'm... Yeah. For whatever reason, right? Morbid, whatever, but it happens. Sure. Then at least you have a note from me that was like, this is the last thing you ever said to me. Right. Right? Or this is the last thing she ever said to me. So it was a way for us to kind of set the other one up to have closure. Right. Right? Yeah. I think we we heard that story again probably like two decades ago because we've always had a really solid ritual about about saying goodbye. goodbye. In fact, we used to call it get to the step. Get to the step. And right. we don't do that as much anymore, but we could. Good. Where I would stand on the, the higher step and he would stand a little lower so that our heights would, would work out well. And how tall are you? I'm 5'1". Maybe 5'2". Somewhere in there. Right? Yeah, 5'1 yeah. and a half maybe. And I'm like 6'3". So there's a big difference. There's a big difference. So here's the thing about the saying goodbye. I think a lot of couples will say, have a great day, honey. Bye. I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's flippant and it's not present. And it's more of a like a routine autopilot thing that they've done without really, really being connected to each other. And again, this takes seconds. And we would just take those seconds every single day when we have them. Otherwise, the note is the kind note of proxy. The, yeah. But we would really connect. We still do really connect with one another feel each other the essence of each other our emotions Connect. are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and wish each other well and again it doesn't have to be long and it's one of those things that daily maintenance keeps us connected that's a great one i love that one okay so enough of our gross daily maintenance ew <laughs> ew ew smith ew ew smith so before we continue on i wanted to ask a quick favor from you Do you ever listen to the pod, and I think this might happen for you, where you think, damn, I really wish so-and-so could hear this. Maybe it's your coworker who could actually use a lesson or two on boundaries, or maybe it is a women's group that you're a part of where 
everyone is super on board for speaking up for themselves, but nobody really knows what that really sounds like. Okay, where here's where you come in. I have three battle-tested and badass keynote speeches that are ready to be delivered to your company, organization, group, association. So if you, your community, or anyone you know could benefit from me rocking the mic, like who couldn't use some new tools, right? Please send them over to amygreensmith.com slash speaking where you or they can message me directly about specific needs for the audience. Shocker, the three keynotes are focused around speaking up, contending with fear, and accessing enoughness. And all three of them can be delivered either in person or virtually, and of course can be completely customized for specific audience needs. So again, simply send them to amygreensmith.com dot com slash speaking where they can get in touch with me because listen it is time that women everywhere have the tools necessary to use their voice take up space and advocate for their wants needs and opinions like yesterday and if you end up orchestrating an opportunity for me to speak with your group you will officially get unlimited squeezes from me And I'm sure you're all in now. And be sure to let them know that I can always temper my colorful language if needed. And thank you. Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. I like to say if you don't think that you need therapy, then you probably need therapy. Because listen, without a healthy mind, being really, truly happy and at peace can really be a challenge. But the good news is that therapy really does work. So whatever you need help with, it is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, okay? Because you deserve to be happy. Here's the deal. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Hello, introverts. I see you out there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They have over 20,000 therapists in their network, which gives you way, way more options than your immediate geographical area. And it's also available for clients worldwide. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. In fact, a member of my family just started and totally loves it. It is always a good time to invest in yourself because you deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Bold Face Truth podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bold truth. That's betterhelp.com slash bold truth or enter the code bold truth at checkout again to save 10% off your very first month. All right, let's get back to the show. So the second one is growing together and separately. One of the things that we talk about every single year, we sit down and do our goals for the year, but one of the categories is around our relationship. Like what are the things that we want to maintain in our relationship? And we talk about what do you want more of? What do you want less of? You know, we talk about that around sex. We talk about 
with everything. But we also share our own individual goals, the things that we're working on individually. Yes. You know? Yeah. So this year, I was wanting to work on specific things with a therapist, um, handling like some religious trauma stuff. And you were wanting to work with a therapist and figure out some like value stuff, helping with some procrastination things. But I think it takes that element of vulnerability and also the fact that we've created a safe place in each other over the years um, to to really share what's happening for us individually, you know, to be really open about how difficult work has been or how difficult a family member relationship has been Mm -hmm. and to be able to share that with each other. Yeah. I remember distinctly there was a time – this was probably mid-2000s, I was starting to get involved in personal development and going to conferences and workshops and things like that. And you, I was coming home all excited and sharing these concepts that were really new to the both of us. And you, to your credit, very vulnerably said, I feel like you're growing too fast for me. Like, don't, don't leave me in the dust. You know, um, but you, I think a lot of folks in that situation would have simply made the other person wrong out of insecurity. Sure. Yeah. They would have been like, why Why are you doing that? That's so dumb. Or like, mm-hmm. ugh, so stupid. That's so new agey. But instead, you really came from a vulnerable place and expressed like, here's what I want and need from you as you grow as and you develop. Grow. Yeah. Well, we made a pact with each other early that you, um, you were young. You were 18. And I was 26, which is young as well. But um, when we met, when we met, yeah. And my, my thought was, well, she's going to get a year or two into this and realize that she hasn't really experienced life, and she's going to want to grow and do all these things. And I want to be able to be there for you, but I'm afraid that you're going to grow me, right? Yeah. So when you, I already had that going. And yeah. then when you started getting to personal development, it really came to light. I was like, here it is. This is that moment that I was talking about back when we were kids. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that it was, you know, I think that's one of the things that maybe isn't on the list is is being candid. Yeah. And, But I think what that takes is people really th- taking a step back and thinking about their part in it. Right. And not just being in the situation – but like, okay, what is what's my backstory here, yeah. and why do I feel like this is an assault to my to our relationship or to our growth or whatever it might be? Why does it feel like a threat? Yeah, and right. a lot of times things will feel like a threat because they mimic another type of hurt that you went through, some other kind of trauma. Yeah, where okay, I remember when my older sibling went off to college and they were doing all of these things and just left me behind. Mm -hmm. And this is reminiscent of that, or it feels similar. And so when, when we start to feel threatened, a lot of times our instinct is to lash out or to hide out, to shun, shut out, right? It's kind of the fight flight thing. Instead of meeting that threat, meeting that vulnerability and going like, Hey, I'm feeling a little, like I might get lost in this equation without blame, without, you know, it, you really didn't make me wrong. You came. Well, I wanted you to be feel yeah. free to grow. You know, I didn't want to stifle that. Yeah. But I also didn't want to be left behind. 
Yeah, it's it's true. And I think because you were you presented it in that way, I was able to hear you. Sure. So much better. Yeah. It, and versus if you would have been like, "Why are you always going to those conferences? So stupid." Right. And if you listen to the needs episode and series that I did a few months back, we talked about how a lot of times criticisms from your partner are a mask for a need that's not getting met, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. if someone's hypercritical of you work too much, it's usually because they're not getting the things that they need from you in the relationship. And so that's an easier thing to say. Right than what you did which was hey i'm i'm worried about getting left in the dust or that that i'm not going to be good enough anymore you know that's really hard to do so it's easier for us to tap into the assault and like the criticism and blame so i think that's something to kind of keep in mind is are you being critical of your partner and is there a more vulnerable ask that you can have well, I think also if you just take it back a couple of steps further, you had already given me permission to be that way, like to voice myself vulnerably. Yeah. And it was met with vulnerability. It was met with. Yeah. Reciprocity. Uh, reciprocity. So when we got to that big moment, I felt comfortable already. It wasn't just like I threw it out there. Let's see what happens. I There'd already been a track record of. I've been vulnerable with her and she's been accepting. And it's it. been safe. Right. So that's another thing is if you haven't been like that with your partner, you have to start somewhere. That Yeah. It's not just going to, you know, you know, you can't grow a rose bush in a day. That's right. <laughs> right. I think it's it's that's also that's a great point, babe, is that, I mean, we are 25 years in. Yeah. And. Yeah. It can be so easy to compare and go like, oh, my gosh, I want all these sweet things. But so much of it has to do with each individual and what they're willing to do as far as their own personal growth, their own acknowledgement. And then you grow together. That's right. right. That's right. Kind of the topic we're on. So <laughs> Full circle. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but number three is making sex important and talking about what each of us want. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's strange. It's a, it's a weird thing because I think as a culture we're expected to know how to please our partner. Yeah. Like we well, should already know. Right. Instead of asking and getting information. We were just talking about this the other day because I was saying it's so frustrating to me when you see those magazines that are like things that make him go wild in bed or things that make her go crazy in bed. And I'm like, no, the only thing that you should be writing in those articles is ask them. Right. Find out what they like. Because everybody is different. Everybody is different. Oh, touch her behind her knees. Like, not not everybody likes that. And you're like, get off my knee. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Stop sucking my big toe. like, these are erogenous zones. And I'm like, why don't you just ask her what pleases her? Exactly. And there's a lot that's wrapped into that. In fact, I've had definitely different sexual issues or hangups that are related to my religious trauma. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about that, too, of like, okay, that's something that is not on you to remedy. Like you can't fix the internal 
elements that have that I need to work on. So recognizing that and taking ownership of what each individual really is responsible for. I think we've we've talked about this pretty candidly. I don't I've never had like a raging sex drive where I'm like really want it all the time. And by the way, if that's you, please, 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 or any sexual issue at all, which is pretty much every woman I know or person who identifies as a woman, check out the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. It is a game changer in just Mm. saying you're normal, basically. Right. And that was a really great book. Because she talks about things that put your brakes on. Like, what are the certain things that... Oh, yeah, the gas and brakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are the things that that put your gas on and what are the things that put your brakes on? And we were able to communicate that with one another of like, oh, okay, cool. And then have developed different systems around it. But one of the pieces around... and, And we do this at the start of the year where we go, let's talk about our sex life. Hey, what do you want more? And you're like, I want you to take control a little more. And, you know, so we'll... And both of us being receptive. Once a year is like minimum. We should do that more. No, we do. We definitely do. But that's a great – because there's so many people who never talk about it ever. At all, right. So just to have like a non-threatening conversation – where you're not like right about to get into it. You're not yeah. giving someone directions in the middle of it right. without talking about it ahead of time. You're you're actually saying like, hey, how do you feel just in general about where our sex life has been? What would you what should we try? What do you what would be helpful for you? What's a turn on to you? What's a turn off brakes, gas, that kind of thing. But one of the other things, because that I've always been a little lower on the drive which a majority, a a lot of women are, I shouldn't say a majority, but a lot of women are, I have to really make it important. So we make sure that we place attention on that and like, hey, are we going to get into it tonight? (laughs) You know, like (laughs) that's kind of how how we talk about it. Or I really need to connect with you. You know, we'll say certain things like that. But when like last night or the yeah, last night I said, hey, I got a question for you. Oops, Mr. Smith shared a little TMI right there. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't put the brakes on. I oftentimes will say if I worked out only when I felt like working out, Mm -hmm. I would never fucking work out. Mm -hmm. I think about that too with sex that like I don't always feel like I'm into it, but I can get into it. And so to me, it's the commitment to get into it yeah, and to ask for what I need to get to that place, which we've had many conversations about, which has yeah. been fantastic and you not taking offense to that and, and then developing like things that really work well for both of us yeah. and, you know, crisis averted. But, <laughs> you know, if you, if you work long hours, if you're exhausted all the time, if you're taking care of kids, if like you really have to make it important the way you make a workout important. Totally. You know, because it's so easy to just, again, allow it to be the least important thing, back burner, that whole thing. Exactly. Yep. All right. And then finally, number four is respect and niceties. Okay. And this is something that I would notice back in the day we would go to Denny's all the time. Denny's. So, that was our spot way back then. Oh, so gross now. So we could afford. I, it's true. It's true. But- 
I just think about like the quality of food and stuff. Anyway. Um, and I would see these older couples that were, you know, maybe septuagenarians, octogenarians, they would just sit there and not talk. And it was like they had gotten into this rut where we just go here, we do these things, but there was zero connection. And I wanted to make sure that we were always being kind to each other. We were thinking of each other, like, how was your day? How was that? How's that project you're working on? Yeah. You know, how, how's that new field of study that you've been digging into? Mr. Smith's creating a school right now for massage therapy and asking him like, how's your curriculum going? How's that? Where are you at with your credentialing for the school? Um, him asking me, where are you at with your book proposal? What phase are you on? And actually listening to each other yeah, and paying attention to that shit. Yeah. It's not just the ask, it's the attention to listening to it, right? One of the things that you brought up early on in our relationship, this is early. This is, I remember being at our in our very first apartment. So it must have been within the six, first six years of our marriage. We were messaging each other and you would say, I think we need to make a rule that anytime we email, call, text, that we always say something kind and loving yes. before we get down to business. Yes. Because it was so easy to just get into like, hey, can you pick up dry cleaning? Make it transactional, yeah. Hey, can you grab this on the way home? Hey, don't forget to send in this paperwork to the accountant. Hey, did it instead we say stuff like oh my gosh, how's your day? Or we'll do a pet name for each other. And I'm thinking of you today or I miss you already. And then talk about business. And then adding, we do love emojis, emojis, <laughs> all of those things yeah. to communicate love. But you said to me early, you said, I don't want to be business partners. I don't want to be sending each other messages that's just business. Mm -hmm. I want it to be clear that if somebody were to read our texts or our emails, like those two people are madly in love. Yeah. I want that to be clear. I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's an important piece. Yeah. It's a small thing, right? It really is. It's, it, And that's what I really think Gottman refers to when he's talking about these small moments, mm -hmm. these small interactions daily. Right. And those things have just become habit and we i do not think we have texted each other ever with anything without a nicety like that i know so many people that when their spouse calls they're like what's up they're like what you need yeah what's going on like they don't like hey love right it's nothing like that like oh i love hearing your voice it's nice to hear your voice clients that come in and that get calls from their spouses it's like immediately, what, what do you need? What? What do you want? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yikes. Right. Would anybody listening to your conversation actually think you're in love? Right. Right? And it's not about what other people think or what other people are seeing. No. Right? But it it's it's more about the energy around it. Right. Right? Yeah. And that. thank you for that clarification. I'm not. Yeah. I mean that in the sense of not necessarily what other people's opinions would be. But, for example, if your interaction was on a movie screen, would it be one of a loving couple on the movie screen? Right. You know, or would it be like, I don't know. They could be brother and sister. They could be business partners. They could be enemies. Right. 
right? Like, I don't know where this plot is going. <laughs> but also respect. You know, one of the things that we do in our household all the time is, like, we have systems. We'll talk about it next week. But asking each other, like, is the laundry available? Are you are you planning on doing laundry? Or are you cooking today? Because we do all of our stuff separate. So are you planning on being in the kitchen today? You know, just hey, uh, I got to take my car into the shop. Is there a way I can borrow your car on Monday and Tuesday? What do you got going? Not just saying, like, I need your car. Right. Really being respectful of, of what the other person's life is like. Yep. I know – I'm I'm always thinking like what what might make things easier for him in little ways like if I'm upstairs in the evening when he gets home I make sure that there's specific lights on when he comes in so he's not like arms full of his like giant ass lunchbox and backpack <laughs> and stuff like that and then not being able to see anything coming in you know so just having those little respect kindness things for each other or a lot of times if he's coming in the bathroom after me I lift the seat up for him because I know him bending down can be difficult on his back the fewer times he has to bend down let me just help him out like it's just really little things like that y'all so funny the first thing I think of is like I'm doing 10k Spartans but I can't bend over and pick up a fucking toilet that's right (laughs) you better work (laughs) That's right. All right. So we're going to leave it at that. But I'm hoping that this is helpful for just a bit of insight. I think a lot of times on the show, I will give you really step-by-step things of here's how to communicate or here's how to establish a boundary or here's how to broach a difficult topic. But I thought it might be kind of nice to just get an inside view of two people who are actually making it work and how they speak about it. So stay tuned we're gonna have part two up for you next week and please remember you are enough your voice matters and go out there and speak the bold-faced truth ms and mr smith out Okay, wait, 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 just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe, and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves. And if you do, I will give you a mini pig. Just kidding, but I will be so very incredibly grateful. Okay, thank you, bye.